Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. Like the video or Santa will know. Santa will know. And uh, you can subscribe to the show on YouTube and you can subscribe on Spotify. There's video and audio on Spotify as well as, you know, here. And also we're on all the podcast platforms now. So if you just want an audio version of the show, most of the time that will do the trick. So whatever you want, we got it. But how's it going, Mr. Rob? It's going good. You know, I was thinking... You know, we came from an era where titles for films and stuff kind of like got simpler and simpler, mm-hmm. right? To the point where they made my movie Ambulance. I'm like, that that's mm-hmm. great. Good job. Yeah. Good job, everybody. You know. <laughs> um, but there has been a movement in comics over the last few Mister? years to make every to make everything sound like an Agatha Christie novel. Like yeah. they, they, they've come for the children. I think he he he's always watching would be the Agatha Christie like santa claus title mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> or he always you know he always knows santa knows. I, I don't know about santa but i like he's always Comes watching he knows when you're awake town. he knows when you're sleeping you know <laughs> yeah yeah so santa watches you sleep uh, i can make him stop if you subscribe to the channel and uh super chat us if you super chat us i will make santa claus stop watching you go to the bathroom sad part is santa still uses a zoom hd Hey, it was good tech, okay? <laughs> runs good, on X, good runs Soviet on, runs era on X, tech. <laughs> runs on XP. Runs on XP. <laughs> right? Yeah, so um, a while ago, our friend Chris Spreezy, uh, he lost a bet about a trailer or something. He's supposed to go eat Taco Bill, whatever they call it in Australia. I can't remember. But um, we are, I am absolving him of his life debt to you rob uh, because he went and he did what you couldn't do which what? is super chat. uh what is, what is Roka's show officially called the hot mic the hot mic the, he has a bunch mic. of them but the one that he does with jeff snyder is called the hot mic the in snyder yeah so so spreezy went and asked asked him the uh the important questions um me and me and bespin we were we were playing video games shooting the shit we're talking to Spreezy. Spreezy's like, I'm is watching the show, he's giving us the play by play. We're like, ask him. And he he went and asked him. He went and did it. And uh so he did. You. I was watching thank live you. when Spreezy yeah. comes on. It's like, oh Spreezy. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. So. And now he now I, I I hope you see your shortcomings here. Uh he didn't quite he didn't quite ask what you said we should ask. Not only is it coming, Spreezy, but what does he think Spreezy's of it? He's a rebel. He's a rebel, he doesn't follow directions. To- he doesn't quote verbatim. <laughs> you got to just roll with Spreezy. I love him, but he just does what he's going to do. Do you do you want to tell everyone what the question was? Because I don't think people remember yesterday's show. You want to? What was that? I was it how our babies made? Yeah. What what was it? What, what did he specifically? What ask? did you think the chance of Taika's script actually being made? You know, would actually happen? You were you were also asking to him for dad. What did Snyder think of the quality of it? You know, what was his take on it? And the answer basically was that he had no idea. But but Roka did say something. He said, you know, when creatives like say something like, oh, we're just working on something, or yeah, we're always working on it, that's code for we ain't got shit going on. Like, and then Snyder went, Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. So if you kind of read in between it, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it it it, it can mean that, but also just Star Wars has that extra layer of bullshit to it. There's a oh, I know. Yeah, so you, so it's like it's double stuffed. <laughs> yeah, so double stuffed. So sometimes, <laughs> I, I'm I'm actually not disagreeing with them at all at this point. Um, because by you know, like like I was saying before, like the I'm in no way trying to trying to co-opt their scoops or whatever, but it's like that was what I reported like a month or two ago. Is I heard. That 2025 film, there's one coming. If it's good, if it's bad, it doesn't matter what it is. 
one is coming. It's going to happen. Hell or high water. They are going to put something out. They the are, Agatha they Christie have, Star Wars titles. One is coming. Hell or high water. You know? <laughs> Star Wars. Hell or high water. And Filoni's very happy about that title. <laughs> yeah. So you know, a Filoni Taloni. Um, but no, they're they're gonna um, they're they're they were they were they were gonna do one, and I think like the first sort of step towards knowing how close we were with this one even even if the in snyder didn't know anything which i believe he does for the record i totally believe he does but it's uh once they had that director on board that it was rumored or stated maybe by snyder himself i can't remember that it it was about they wanted to have sort of their you know they wanted to be on the same page as the director so the director was brought on early i'm nervous about the director i'm not gonna lie jason I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not. I know you're not, but I, I just. I don't. Put that I don't out. like. I don't like that show. I thought that show was boring. For the record, Look, I, just, I thought I just it was a TV it show. Whatever. It. It just. This is not. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Yeah. It's not a. Yeah. Well, I. I don't. I, I don't get it. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, I've seen. You know, things that that should translate in Star Wars translate. The the, the truth of the fucking matter is, you don't know. That's true. You don't know until you get it. You know, even I, Lucas I, makes some bullshit Star Wars. I thought, I thought, I, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's shit visually and story wise and whatever that people don't like about yeah. Lucas. Um, I thought I actually personally feel that if the Kenobi uh, story itself has weight, I think it works like a like a like a nice novel in a way. But I don't think that it the it brought any visual spectacle. I don't think it made. 20 million dollars look like a hundred million dollars on those episodes no. or whatever it was you know what i mean they didn't do yeah. it she didn't pull it off no. but if you had asked me before based off of her mandalorian experience based off of the the, right. the quality drama television she had done before i'd have been like it's a slam dunk man what are you talking about you know i would have thought for sure it was an easy easy and uh and you know i don't think she i don't think she um i think she directed the dramatic moments fine i just don't think she brought visual spectacle to it whatsoever it was very flat and um so anyways what i'm trying to say is i don't know what to expect from from her as a director and also don't know how much of this stuff is how much of the visuals are in the script in this one too that's like the other thing you know it is it is possible it's highly unlikely but it's possible someone like john knoll could come along and and have pitched the pod race and then all of the visual spectacle comes from the John Knoll side and the director is just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. It, it could go that way. And so, so I don't know what to expect. So I, I think that it, um, Star Wars fans are really ignorant about how Hollywood generally works. Um, I saw five or six people today say Taika's no. last movie was bad. Therefore, it's like it's like Taika Waititi has done like grand slams. Though. You know what I mean? They just I, forget about like Cowboys versus Aliens. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what, what Rob is saying is, if you like the Mandalorian, are you, are, are you going to talk about yeah every fucking bomb Iron Man? You talk about Iron Man one. You think about Elf and all the shit you know you like, but. But yeah, you have to take into account that at one point, Iron Man 2 was John Favreau's last movie. And what is what does it matter? It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with anything. I think it has to do with what uh, about how someone can work with what they got on the on the spot. That's what it comes down to. And some directors like like Ryan Johnson, I think that guy went in, had a vision, wrote it directed it it went smoothly it just was what it was i don't care if you like it or you don't it's not the, my, my point here that happened most of the time star wars is hard people don't know most people whether you like ryan johnson's movies or not uh he is uh a, a plus top tier filmmaker i like his movies just and, the last jedi is 50 50 for me but my only point is quality the last thing that they made because it's good doesn't mean that star wars is going to be good or bad or in between you don't know jj abrams made episode seven and he made episode nine george lucas wrote the first drafts of the empire strikes back and he wrote attack of the clones you don't know nobody does it's hard it's fucking well it gets me around like it's just not i'm just fine whatever but what what gets me to not worry about it too much 
is yeah. uh, I couldn't tell you who directed what episodes of The Watchmen, but he ran a good crew. Like I fucking love that series, you know. I I can't tell you who directed most of the Marvel movies, and I think that they're fine. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, overall, yeah. it's just a shame when there's directors like was it Michelle McLaren? She's uh she was originally gonna direct Wonder Woman, but she uh did a lot of, you know, she's done Breaking Bad and a lot of Game of Thrones. She's one of those like directors like that Brad Bird that hasn't had the chance yet to break out, and you're like that woman could fucking direct the shit out of stuff, and it's just yeah. like. When there's people like that out there not doing anything, I'm just like, come on, man. There's got to be someone. But then you're like, maybe they're fucking paying the ass to work. I don't know. You know, I don't think so. But yeah, or, or maybe Janoy and Lindelof have a great rapport. And, sure. And maybe, maybe, maybe she was even. I mean, we don't know the the the, the full story about how this is- came into development, but they they may have all been on the same page wanting to do this same project and so 100%. i think it's possible yeah look i'm the last person people want to work on things and then when i turn up with projects i'm like how'd you get that? i literally got people <laughs> how did you get how did you get that like from professionals i'm like you yeah. fucking dick so i get it you know like it's just when you're like hey the new movie coming back it's not gonna i i hope here's what i would hope that they that they go shoot some fucking really cool like three minute, four minute bit that isn't, you know, me walking out to a fucking X-Wing on a, you know, like an actual little Star Wars piece. Do like a little fucking demo. Throw that shit down at fucking Star Wars Celebration to give people a taste of what we're thinking. You know, yeah. like that way everyone could sort of see, you don't have to imagine for another two fucking years, you know, like what this is going to be like. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I, before we get into like this, the story, like Jonathan, he, he says, I have low expectations on this movie, which personally might be better. Well, it, it's always um, – you cannot expect to, to be a child watching a Star Destroyer go over for the first time and, and all that kind of shit. Like, number one, most of that stuff is bullshit anyway. Most kids just sat there and go, that's cool. That's cool. They were like, oh, my God, my life has changed. I'm James Cameron. I'm moving to Hollywood to make Avatar tomorrow. That's, that's, that's mythology. There's a lot of mythology – about our movie going experiences and then we take that mythology and we apply it to reality when we go to see a movie and it never lives up to it because it can't because it's mythology so when it comes to to this thing right here uh what it has going for it is it has somebody who's directed action-based superhero-y stuff it has lindelof who is written in the medium of where star wars sort of resides and he's a humble fucker you know what i mean like like he 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 goes hey i didn't do well even when i don't think he should be taking credit for some of the failures (laughs) he was on like see what you want about lost i I love it but like i love it you know what people didn't like about prometheus Mm -hmm. was stuff that ridley scott wanted done and the writer if you know anything about ridley scott go watch the fucking dangerous days documentary for blade runner it's fucking four hours long And you're going to find a real consistent through line with him. If you don't make the changes he wants, he fires your ass. He doesn't care if you're Hampton Fancher. He doesn't give a shit who the fuck you are. And, and, and and I've listened to the screenwriter, listened to him personally over at the, uh, the arc light say, I didn't want to make these changes. I didn't agree with him. And so he got, you know, and Lindelof's like, I'll work. I'll get a chance to work with fucking Ridley Scott. Why not? Right. Mm -hmm. He makes the changes and he takes the blame. And it's like, I don't know why, but all right. You know, he's a good team player. Like totality of of Lost, they got the totality of the leftovers and the totality of um, uh, of Prometheus. uh, Every version of it, whatever version you want to talk about, the baby batter, the DNA of those things is inspired, thoughtful, fun. Uh, The exploratory nature of the universe is is deep, and that's what you need for star wars it doesn't mean he's gonna hit a home run i i don't know but like i said nobody fucking knows anybody who feels one way hard way hard it's gonna be the greatest thing or it's gonna be the worst thing doesn't know what they're talking about they're either narcissistically just so sure of themselves they think they're right or uh they're just fucking betting on which way the wind is blowing and taking a stance nobody knows at the end of the day but when you look at the stuff that he has done there's more there's more opportunities for a positive Star Wars script from Lindelof than most people. I love I love Ryan's uh draft of 
the last Jedi. I actually truly do. That said, um, checkboxing at all, I would think Lindelof would look better on paper than Ryan for somebody who would deliver a great Star Wars script. Well, he's that, done a more variety of things. I mean, he's mm-hmm. done a variety of things. He's worked in a lot of writers' rooms, and Ryan is more of an auteur. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just going to write something and then yeah. see it through to the end. It's just a and, totally different situation. And what you get is what you get. And I stand by it. The Watchmen mm-hmm. is a fucking masterpiece. Like, it's mm-hmm. a goddamn ma- And I mean, I'm telling you, dude, it highly, I know I shouldn't say highly underrated. It fucking stole the, the summer, but. Okay. I'm surprised at how many comic book nerds I talk to that go, I haven't watched it. Yeah. I'm like, why? I don't understand, you know? But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So well, it's yeah, I mean, somebody who also on top of all of that stuff though, like the Lego guys were both really good or are really great f- filmmakers. I just don't give them the respect that they deserve and still call them the Lego guys. That said, I don't like that they um, get the credit for Spider-Verse when they but, didn't direct but, the film. Hold on. But they couldn't work in the system. Right. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, Lindelof right. is somebody well, we know can work in several different systems. He can do it. That's what we It's like The with. Rock. I mean, hey, I like The Rock, but that dude's not a team player. He's a rock guy. No, he's, an, he's an asshole. So it's like when people are like, hey, what is he really at Marvel? I'm like, because fucking he straight up. It's just that was, he'll never. It, it's The Rock show. That's the kind of dude he is, you know. Bestman said he went against the fan. So you don't do that. I don't know. Fast and the Furious stuff. They're mad at him. Why does he have um, to like ag- ag- abbreviate everything? Why does I don't know? Maybe <laughs> when, he, I when did, you talk, maybe I did that. Maybe the Rock is innocent on that one, and I just tell, thought it was funny. I don't know. Tell Bespin when you talk, you're not texting. You're actually talking. You don't have to abbreviate. You know what? You know what? I don't know. If <laughs> you don't have to say. That, that, I hate that when people me. say. I hate when people say AF. You know what I mean? Oh, just, real life? We're talking. Yeah, yeah. Look, I freaking Wait, love IRL. I love Humberto Gonzalez, right? I love uh-huh. him, dude. He's a he's a fucking yeah. he is a straight up great Snappy dude dresser. in person. Snappy dresser, Snappy dresser really good guy. Mm-hmm. But I remember like in 2014, he was doing this show. Everyone called Inside Baseball. Him and his guys were doing like a scoop YouTube show. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. But like he dropped that he said AF, you know, like it was the mm-hmm. first time I heard someone say it. Yeah. And it was like, and he was like trying to find a way to put like AF. And I'm like, that's eh, not good, man. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yeah, it just, you know, I, I still like to use Woot, and that throws off the youngins. Ooh. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I like to I like to piss people off with Woot. But that's not an abbreviation. That's just a you know, that's like what was it something we said in the 80s that's not offensive that we don't say anymore, that fell out of favor, right? <laughs> Tubular rad. totally. I just say rad. I just never let rad go. Yeah, but those are my initials. So you're just talking. I just think you're talking oh, about me. That's yeah. kind of cool. My initials are rad. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, enough well, anyways, about me. Lindelof is a bald and we all sit together. The end. Uh, I'm going to no, be honest, but, Jason. I thought this was you. This, this right here is me. Yeah. Very, very Looking good. Me. Yeah. Uh, all Looking right. Good. So um, you can give Best Ben a coffee. You should. You sons of bitches. Uh, earlier this week. Oh, and your daughters are bitches too. Uh, earlier this week, um, an article from World of Real claimed that Damon Lindelof's Star Wars film was set to begin filming in April. Following a comment from Jeff Snyder a couple of weeks before where Snyder claimed the Lindelof movie would shoot sometime this year, during the latest episode of Snyder's podcast, The Hot Mic, the topic of Lindelof's Star Wars film shooting in April was brought up to which Snyder didn't know if April was accurate, but that cameras would be rolling on the project by summer. Snyder said the following, and before we get there, I just want to say, like, like once again, this is this is what this lines up with what I was hearing a few months back that something would be happening by the summer, and um, that there would be a movie for 2025, which means it would film in the summer. And uh, the one thing that I wanted to add is my little bit of analysis here is when we were hearing April and May, I think person for it for it to shoot, I personally think it will begin construction probably about then. And to shoot in the summertime. That's what I think. This is where I think this is going. And like the um, Death Star. Yeah. Well, when when people say like it begins filming, they just mean like production starts sometimes, or sometimes like it's it can mean any it can mean either of those things. So just throwing that out there. So here's what Snyder said on the show. I don't know. It could be April, it could be May, but I think it'll be shooting soon. I think it'll be shooting by the summer. See that that's that's where I think we line up too. I think we're going to find out a lot of star, star a lot at Star Wars celebration. 
I think that's where they'll review re- reveal their feature film plans for the next four or five years. And um, so that's the end of the quote. And, uh, and it, once again, for the next four or five years, that's really only two to three Star Wars movies. Because we have that, we have that like, you know, Avatar is going in, then Star Wars going in, Avatar is going in, Star Wars going in, kind of on off, on off. Kind but of they thing. weren't making any more Avatar, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was told it was a failure <laughs> and no one was going to watch it. And hey, what, what, what happened? What a, I said, what it, happened? It's his what Attack happened? of the Clones, is what I was told. Remember, though? <laughs> Remember when Attack of the Clones made uh, $1.5 billion in like three weeks? Yeah, remember yeah. when Attack of the Clones made good money and they said that it didn't, but it did. That's what they always do. Um, I don't yeah, know. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it, Rob, Attack of the Clones made good money they because they do. made because they spent no money on it. It shot on digital video. He cut the budget in like a third. You no, know, the like, box office was good. I think it was. I think right. that I think it was beaten by Spider Man, which nothing beats Spider Man, anyways. People love Spider Man. Like, well, Spider Man three didn't win. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know Spider Man. Well, actually, 3 I did well. It was amazing. Spider Man didn't do so well. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, anyways, anyways, <laughs> I was just told that I was just told that he wasn't making any more of it. I guess. Yeah. Well, Avatar's not yours anymore. It's back to the people. So I don't like that. It. Get over. I don't it. like. I like it just being mine. You know what? You know like, what? You need to get out of head on. Ten years. You need to get out of head on being into those fire avatars, those those, those flaming avatars. You need to get into those spicy, um, spicy, <laughs> spicy, uh, t- spicy, flaming tars. hot Cheeto avatars. Um, Snyder's co-host. This is Bestman Bolton. Snyder's co-host John Roca brought up the topic of the current heavily sort uh, after role. So, oh, sorry. Heavily sought after roles in Hollywood following an article from Puck News earlier this week, which claimed that James Bond role and a role in the BG's biopic were the were the most sought after at the moment. Snyder is it biopic agreed. or biopic? I say biopic. I think biopic is is made up bullshit. It's a it's a compound word. Therefore, biopic. biopic compound butter is good. Why are compound words not good? <laughs> Bi- <laughs> biopic sounds okay. like you have cancer mm-hmm. so so anyways, okay th- th- that that's just my take uh on, on star wars santa's show today he said biopic and i was like oh god don't <laughs> but i had to let it go this show yeah i i i just felt you're an academic and i felt like this is something that would annoy you like <laughs> i i yeah i don't they used to say biopic and then they started saying biopic and I just felt like it was a douchey way of trying to like sound haughty. See, know? Lucas is a diabetic and you're an academic. Right. That's, that's there's a um, wordplay there. I'm an idiot. Um, Snyder no. agreed that, with the article before mentioning that a Star Wars film was also one of the hot properties to get a role in. You know, and he says, quote, you know, it's the usual suspects. It's Star Wars, you know, believe me, people are looking into that stuff, said Snyder. However, the most interesting tidbit from Snyder regarding Lindelof's movie is that apparently the film has already cast its lead actor. And now now that's that's what I found to be like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, when you have the writer, you have the director. They have somebody in mind. They have. And so they were able to go and they were able to to get that person. Now, the, the thing to remember is that every single person, though, who they are talking about on this list is a guess. And when you watch it, he's very clear about it. I think Bestman's clear in his article about this, but everything's a guess. No one is saying not, not these people are not saying that any of these people are cast in the role or that, that they think they're cast. They're just sort of doing their own version of very, very qualified fan math. So your guess is as good as theirs. And I personally think most of the people who they suggest are too old. Uh, if we're going to be starting a new Star Wars series with a new lead, I think the per- looking at past leads in Star Wars, uh, they're really, really young usually. And also like Poe Dameron, who's in his 40s, is one of, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac wasn't meant to be a lead. He became one because he was so good. They're like, oh, we got to change this and make him a, a bigger part. So I would anticipate this being a younger person personally. But so anyways, um, earlier this week, Jeff Snyder took to Twitter to ask followers who are the most prominent actors of color, which switch between film and television roles. At the time, no context was given to this tweet, but during the hot mic, Snyder revealed 
He asked because it was in relation to the upcoming Damon Lindelof Star Wars flick and said the following. So Lindelof says, or sorry, not Lindelof, Jeff Snyder. So I've heard that the lead in Lindelof's new movie, the Star Wars movie, is Lindelof directing that movie? Now, we shouldn't have probably put this in the article, though, looking back on it. We know he's not directing it, and, and Snyder just forgot. He's not a big Star Wars guy. So he doesn't like like hang on this shit all day. So anyway, so I heard that the lead will be a person of color, and likely, though, it's not confirmed. Uh, it's what I took from it. It's a man. I couldn't get a name or anything like that. And uh, I, I got to be honest. It's Urkel. I, Holy shit. Yeah. It's the oh, Urkel room. It's Urkel. White. He's on TV. Gonna, he's in the I'm films. Tell you. He's Stefan. I'm going to tell you. I would fucking buy ten tickets opening day if it was like <laughs> Jalil White Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it's called. Jalil White. What is Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. And if we could get Tazon Day to be his brother, I'd fucking. <laughs> oh my god, that's oh, I can't wait. I'm a huge fan. You know he follows me. <laughs> when I got the Tazon Day follow one day, I fucking ran around the house yelling go. Yeah, like, love Tazon Day. I never got the. I I, I got the the, the uh, John Cena. And uh, you, the you other, ever, oh, the other shit. Day, me, me and Bestman, we, we, we were playing uh, Fortnite, and I DM John Cena, and I said, hey, hey John, you want to get on and play some Fortnite with us? <laughs> <laughs> no response. You didn't, you didn't say it. You got to type it in Mandarin. He would have replied oh. if you had done it in Mandarin. He, he knows Mandarin. Hey, if you ever hang out with John Cena, you got to tell him, like, I have a total idea for fucking him as the son of Ernest. Like, mm-hmm. I've been... I, I have been planning this for the better part of 20 years. The fact that the first time I saw him on the WWE, I'm like, that motherfucker looks like Ernest. I got, I got it all worked out. My, my, my mic is lightly coming through your, your side of things, like your headphones or something, whatever. I don't it's, see how. Yeah. Just, I, I got it. I got it. Two messages saying, I can hear you coming from the, from his headphones or something like that. Just let me know. Maybe it's I have I an earpiece. And maybe it's, I don't have maybe a, it's when, I, when I scream like a, huh. like a maniac. I'll put the mic anyways, a little further back. How about that? Um, it's what I took from it. So, so anyways, he, so he thinks that it's it's a guy. And now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to come in here and go like, oh, my God, men are so underrepresented in Hollywood. But because uh, that's not what I mean to do. But what I I am kind of excited about it because it's been a long time. I mean, we got like solo on in terms of the films, we got like solo and everything else. Star Wars that we got uh, on screen were like like female leads. And uh, so it's kind of interesting to to go that way. I I think it went from Hunger Games to Percy Jackson. Right. Hey, it, it works. I mean, I am. I, I kind of, I kind of wouldn't not, I kind of wouldn't be surprised though if in the end this ends up being like, well, Jeff Snyder saying it is acting like, like he's heard it has a, a, a male lead, a person of color, and honestly, whenever they, whenever Disney, say, here's the other thing, when Disney says person of color, that's Disney not knowing if they should say black in the long haul. It, if it was an Asian man, they would say he was an Asian man. Right. If it was a Latino man or somebody from South America, they would say Latino. And when they say person of color, that's Disney's usual synonym for black, for a black man or black woman. And uh, so in this case, uh, and, you know, African-American doesn't apply because what if they're not from uh, America? What if they're a British person, you know, like like John Boyega? He's not an African-American. So so anyways, so what if it's style bender? Hey, Adesanya, dude. Oh, he's my favorite. Like, but but once again, Asanya. we end up we end up with a with a true game of like telephone here, where we don't know what the answer is because we don't know who his source is. So if his source if his source is somebody at Disney saying that and using the company's internal like language, then we could probably ascertain this is this is a black black man. What if his source is Bestman and Bestman's just not telling him? Not, he better better not be. I better not be. I would be personally offended and hurt. No, um, so anyways, but but Snyder couldn't get a name. So though Snyder doesn't know who has been cast in the role, after getting a slew of responses on Twitter for actors who bounce from film to TV, Snyder speculated that perhaps the actor in the role could be Jonathan Majors, Creed, um, Lakeith Stanfield, Atlanta, Knives Out. I, I like him a lot. I would I would love for him to be in Star Wars. I do think he's he's a little bit 
little bit on the on the like older side though to to probably be a lead in star wars unless it you know what i mean i just i just don't think so i, I would love for him to be in it though um yaya abdul mateen to watchman Candyman, and brian tyree henry atlanta and eternals with snyder himself leaning more towards tyree henry and uh um personally if it's any of those actors speculated about i'd be over the moon they're all incredibly talented and yeah they they all are so and then elsewhere in the episode snyder was asked about the state of taika Waititi's star wars film which where's our spreezy shout out bespin come on which was originally supposed to release in 2025 <laughs> before being sidelined by the Lindelof project to which the journalist responded. I don't know if it's dead, but it feels dead. I've already said it. The Damon Lindelof movie will be released in 2025. I think they already have their movies for 26 and 27. I don't know if Taika is one of those, but I don't really get much heat off that one or Kevin Feige's either for that matter. So yeah, the Feige bit was the interesting, like, you know. I don't think the Feige one has ever gone into really gone into the uh into the oven, so to speak, if we're talking about getting heat off of it. I feel like right. they they started writing it with uh Michael Waldron, and then that's all we heard. And 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 Feige's not somebody who I would imagine Lucasfilm goes. Hey, just so you know, we're shelving your Star Wars movie. It was nice knowing you. Good luck with your future endeavors at Marvel. I, I don't think that's the relationship <laughs> that they have. You think Kathy gives them the three pats? You, do you know the three pats? What What are the uh, three pats? <laughs> when a girl Jake, gives you balls? gives you a hug and gives you the three pats, it's uh -huh. done. It's over. Oh, okay. Yeah. One, two, that's, three. On the if back. they if they hold your arm, like the side of your arm, when they talk to you, it's yeah. on. Okay. But if you get the three pads, you're never coming back from it. It's over. Okay. And and you were also saying if they play with their hair when they're talking to you, send them dick pics, right? That's what you said? No, I did not oh, say okay. that. Okay, you didn't say that. You didn't <laughs> say that. Okay. You've yeah, been hanging out with Santa again. Like, <laughs> no, no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say oh, Santa. I don't do nudes. Them elves. I don't do, I don't do <laughs> I let Mrs. Claus paint me nude. That's it. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, the hot mic has given us she Star works Wars in Plato, though. You know what I mean? It's really weird. <laughs> uh, the hot mic has given us Star Wars fans much to chew on this week and past months. So, be sure to tune into the show and show your support to Snyder and Roca, like Spreezy did. Seeing how See, fast when you're a Welcher, you don't get cited. That's how right. it works. Oh, Welcher. Seeing how fast the Lindelof movie has seemingly come to fruition is exciting. It seems very likely to enter production soon. And, and here's the other thing is like um, I I don't think Bestman's being like like irresponsible or anything like that. To be clear, but how fast? Seeing how fast has seemingly come into fruition. So he says seemingly. That's the important part. We have to remember though, it's been like almost exactly a year since we learned about this through Snyder, which was then later on confirmed by by the uh, trades as time got went on. We don't really know when Snyder or when Lindelof began. Yeah, he might we, run a real tight ship, you know. Well, th there's there's a really good. I mean, there's there's the possibility. I don't know if there's a good chance, but there's Snitches a possibility. Get well, no, there's a possibility. Uh, Lindelof was hired two, three years ago now, during the pandemic. Sat down, wrote his shit out, and then brought on his co-writer. They started revising. Then the, the quote writers room slash Lucasfilm story group, whatever it happens to be, comes about because they want to start branching this into other stories. And so there's there's a chance that this is further along than we actually think. And that I'm hoping as we get closer to these any of these people involved doing press and being asked questions, I hope the questions are actually like smart when did you begin when was the when was See, your pitch when was the deal when did you sign like stuff not necessarily that but you know what i mean like when did you start when did you officially begin working on star wars because this may we might be in like year two or three of this right now and it's going to film in a few months and uh, which is what we would expect actually kennedy keeps saying it's going to be a five it takes about five years to get one of these things from from inception to or from conception to the uh, the theater, and 
we might be seeing that. We don't we don't really know at this point. Not if it's JJ, he can do it in six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JJ could JJ could do anything poorly in any amount of time you give yeah. him. Yeah. He'll do it. <laughs> Happily, peacefully, quietly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was honestly the whole time the sequel trilogy was going on. And like when we heard JJ was coming back, I was hoping it was going to be Lindelof who he brought with him because I knew casting was out. I knew casting was done. Um, right. Was, and so I was like, I was hoping it was going to be Lindelof who went in on nine. Uh, I think we would have had a better movie probably, but also probably. Yeah, can we it, keep it Chris Terrio away from from licensed properties? Seriously. Yeah. yeah I I don't I don't I don't know. Um, I would love to really know what Terrio brought to nine like like more concretely everything that we always hear was everything we always hear was like jj wanted so i and it's like but you know what did you bring it's still there's still a little bit it felt to me i've listened to him talk about it once yeah and it felt to me because he you know he's real cagey right yeah yeah is it he tried to bring like mythology to stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm like the problem with intentionally trying to bring mythology to it is everyone kind of like cites Chris, Richard Donner's Superman as a thing of doing that? And I'm like, that was a Magowitz came in at the last second and saved him. Like that's a product yeah. of like, like you kind of like lucked your way into that win, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you endlessly try to bring mythology to things, it just comes off as pretentious bullshit. Yeah. You know? And so like, that's kind of where I'm like, look, some people are, are capable of creating a mythic look and tone like Tony Scott could shoot something and make anything look mythic. I mean, you could be, you could put Jason riding a pony and the mechanical pony outside of a circle K and it would be the coolest shit you've ever seen. That would be mythic if I did that though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it would look at the circle K. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. But, um, whatever, dude. So I I hear you. I just, I just figure if you're like, I like the justice league, Zack Snyder, but I understand I'm in the minority on that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that Rise of Skywalker, whatever combination of talent went into that, didn't you know? Yeah, didn't do so well. Right? Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, it was it didn't work for me. Uh, Lucasfilm and Disney must feel happy and confident with Lindelof's vision, which can only be encouraging. And once again, I'm going to um, I'm going to look at. Bestman always says I'm the optimist. Like, like if when something happens, like yesterday we were talking about something on this. He's like, "Hey, why aren't you? Why aren't you over the moon about this? You're you're the optimist of of the, uh, out of us too." And I'm going to be the pessimist on this part right here. Lucasfilm and Disney must feel happy and confident with Lindelof's vision, which can only be encouraging. Now, I now I hope that is the case. That the optimist in me is hopeful, but also he might have just had the easiest pie to bake. You know, like Taika's Taika's thing might have just seemed like, oh, there's going to be, we see all these hurdles and he's a giant crystal. Yeah. It (laughs) it might just, you know what I mean though? It it, it really, his might just have been the easiest to, to, um, to, to the the easiest one or the most, the one with the most confidence, but it doesn't mean that they are confident. Taika Taika was going to make the lead a giant kyber crystal in space that just talks to people. Like, hello, I'm a kyber crystal. What's I'm a Kyber crystal. Well, sometimes yeah. I get spooky. Sometimes I get happy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. on adventures. You're like, all right. <laughs> um, also, I, I saw the, uh, the uh, trailer for that uh, Renfield movie. And I, I think somebody else take us some money. Um, David Lindelof's film, which yeah. is set to be directed by uh, Shermin Obey Chinoy, Miss Marvel is, is set post rise of Skywalker will feature a new cast. Those sequel trilogy characters could appear. And remember, yeah, and and that's what me and Bespin were on Santa's show this morning, and we were talking about there is we think that original stuff about that happened that came out in the trades, we think that was a Lucasfilm plant. We think that was like basically it's close to an official press release without being an official press release as you can get. They're trying to sell us on the concept that this has potential to do things that we will consider to be fun. And if you don't like the sequel, well, trilogy, I have, you and I have a real out them. You and I have a real stupid take on what 
what is fun now. Like a lot of people don't like our version of fun. Like, so, well, so. the idea of like Finn showing up and Ray showing up at, at an important part, or we need the Jedi and that kind of thing, you know, it, it completely opens up the door for that. Oh, oh, we need, you know, we need backup. And then here comes Poe Dameron and the boys. They go back know? to the Bernie men and Finn's just there <laughs> yeah. hanging out. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, I decided that before I became a Jedi, I should probably bang Rose because I heard you can't bang anybody once you're a Jedi. So I had to Jeez. get that out of the way. But <laughs> I mean, rules are meant to be broken. You know what I mean? I mean, hey. But um, yeah, I I think uh, it seems like it like it's going to probably be a Jedi story in the end. I I don't know how you end up post sequel trilogy. When there's 1.5 Jedi out there in the galaxy, right? Ray's kind of a Jedi. She's the last Jedi. And uh, we got... Ish. Yeah. <laughs> well, Luke Skywalker's like, I won't be the last Jedi. That's your problem. You fucking I'm fuck it real, up. I'm a real Jedi. Look at <laughs> I'm me. I'm not the quitter. You're the quitter. <laughs> and uh, so he puts it on Ray. And then we got Finn going like, oh, before we die, I want you to know I got the Force. And uh, so I'm going to say <laughs> we might have like two Jedi out there. But th- that there's nothing there's nothing to that. There's nothing out there with just two Jedi. Like that's not enough. And so and then when you go look at like what does the story look like without Jedi after Andor? Oh, I don't want I don't think I want to see that. I think I want to see a superhero movie when I go to the theater. And so I wouldn't be surprised if this is either next generation of Jedi based um when and for post sequel trilogy if we look at what happens post return of the Jedi there's nothing there's a small Republic guarding <laughs> core world. Timothy Zahn just spit up his coffee. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, but we have, we have, we don't have like a lot going on. And uh, I mean, we have like, you know, everybody's like the galaxies are sort of like regulating, re- regulating them, themselves. And then we have that big battle at the end in episode nine, all the shit show up. Everybody's like, okay, we, we showed up and they, they stop Palpatine from coming back. But then you end up, if you look at, look at what happens in the Mandalorian, to that galaxy it's lawless it's crazy there's nowhere is really truly safe and when we look at what happens in an episode seven uh it was only a fleeting idea this is star wars it's never not not about stability right and so when we get post episode nine everybody's going to go home and then there's going to be all of these problems all of these threats all over the galaxy and uh ray and ray and finn aren't enough to to save it or to police it and so I, I kind of think that it, you know, I'm hoping that it's a story about how they attempt to bring us back to the High Republic era of the Jedi, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think you can get back to a stable Republic in Star Wars without having a, an actual thriving Jedi Order that can't that wasn't decimated by Order 66, where there's not Luke Skywalker and a bunch of children and Baby Yoda, you know, was with crabs making temples and stuff like where it's actually like set up. So I, I could see that being a whole long epic story about how we start to even get back to the point of, 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 um, of a, you know, a safe galaxy or whatever, whether there's actually like Jedi and things that are popping up. And as we're about to see in the Soka series from the, the stories that we put out this last week, I mean, even looking at what's going on out there during the Mando era, it's, it's wild. It's, it's crazy. So um they gotta so get I, rid of the rule of two <clears throat> oh, for, for the, the future. Yeah, yeah they, you can't have just two bad guys running around and like a thousand Jedi, like it's just not gonna work. I yeah, I, I think they're I think what they're just gonna do is they're just gonna go like we don't have to have the they just won't be Sith. You know what I'm saying? Like like when we look at what we got with um what's it what's his name? Uh Balon and his apprentice Shin in Ahsoka. They're like, I don't think they're Sith. She's got a red lightsaber, you know, and a spooky armor. And so it's like, you're able to have your cake and eat it too in Star Wars. They're just not a part of that Sith religion. They're just people who use the dark side of the force. With And, and so I wouldn't be surprised if they just move away from the Sith. That way, everything that happens in the Skywalker saga is about how they vanquish the Sith. But you can't vanquish the dark side. You can't stop people from from turning to evil or doing evil things. It's part of like our nature, and so you can't tell stories where that ever happens, and then continue to tell stories where that happened. 
So, um, so I think that the, I think they will. I think that they will just have where bad things start to happen all over. You know, bad people are always rising up and c- coming out of the woodwork. And like in the classic superhero sense, you know, you have uh, when you have the heroes and villains show up. And so I, th- I think that's what they will do. I think that would be the smart thing to do. And not for those poorly directed scenes from video game cutscenes where there's 15,000 red lightsabers. Like, they're all rushing together and it looks messy and shitty. Uh, I think, but because it will just allow that continual war to... to, to my, my favorite to are, are, are guys wearing rubber alien hands holding lightsabers and swinging. <laughs> that's my favorite. I love with the rubber fingers just hanging out there. Like yeah. not even gripping the sets. I love it. <laughs> that's that's the that's the best version of Star Wars, right? Oh man! If this was 1999, we'd have that January 6th video. But today's today's the anniversary. Oh wow! There we go. We'd have that video with all of them with red lightsabers, wouldn't we? If this was uh, also so Fred the Elephant Boy from the Stern Show passed away. I don't know if you heard, but yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, and so I was on a little bit of an old Stern kick last night, and I was like, man. That Eric the actor would have been at January six, right? Wouldn't yeah. he? Wouldn't he have had like a little patent helmet on? Like oh, yeah. he would have like decked out his his wheelchair. He would have had a little battering ram on the front, and he, would he have had been... super soakers and Pepsi. You know, like yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and and that's that's the uh, that that is that is the other thing is uh, I asked about that stupid Indiana Jones rumor that. Indiana Jones would be Kathleen Kennedy's final film. Is that true? And I was told she's well, she's producing those next Star Wars films. So I don't see how that could be. Um. So there you go. It is you know, as the true jokingly said, but Jason, the internet says Kathleen Kennedy has been sat around doing nothing for the last two years in terms of films. Yeah, and and it's like, and she's she's producing it. And uh, there, there you have it. I mean, it's I, in my opinion, that likely shuts down that rumor. But also, there probably will come a time when Kathy Kennedy does leave um, in the next ten years. It's she's not going to live forever, and uh, she will want to retire and enjoy her life. I'm sure at some point, uh, not making movies or working. And um, when that time comes, uh, she will. There will probably be a bunch of films that do have her name attached to it because they were brought into development under her tenure. So I will concede that that could be the case, but I was specifically told Kathleen Kennedy is producing the next Star Wars movie. So um, if you have any, uh, if you if you don't understand how movie making works and you get really mad about um, thinking that she's a creative, the creative director of the franchise, uh, you would well, be wrong. Got... And that's not, <laughs> it doesn't really pertain. If she if she's there or she's not, the movie's probably going to come out exactly how it is. To be honest with you, <clears throat> what's that, Rob? Well, oh, hey, George. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, I I did pitch an idea once to Kathy of doing uh, uh Joe versus the Mustafar volcano and uh, right. like a sort of semi sequel thing, you know. But right. uh, she passed. She didn't want to do it. Tom Hanks falls into the volcano and he yeah. comes out dark. And, yeah. and, and he's and he's Chad Hanks. Dark so, Hanks. Or, or, no, what, dark what, Hanks. What's, what, Darth Hanks. Yeah. yeah, played by his son. Was it what's yeah. his name? You know, a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. White Boy, White Boy Summer. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. you know what? White slavers. What can you do, right? <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. Eat Mongolian barbecue. I'm out of here. Peace. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Star Wars makes us. Kathy Kennedy is one of cinema's best producers. As president president of Lucasfilm, eh, I don't know. I don't know because, like, the. Uh, thing is is a lot of the movies that issue produced that we love are are an equivalent there's an equivalency and the era and for for like for instance see people are, are gonna not understand my point here but let's say the goonies okay fucking goonies comes out in 85 everybody loves it but when the goonies came out in 85 it was basically skeleton crew the equivalency is is there. She's producing a lot of the same kinds of things, um, not in terms of like the Schindler's List stuff, but in terms of like a plus popcorn cinematic stuff. It's one and one, and she just 
changed. She just kind of is more in charge now and defining it as opposed to uh, rolling with it uh, to some degree, you know, back in the eighties where, when they're just like, nobody knew who they were going to become, but the movies that, that she's making now, like the force awakens is basically somebody else's back to the future. You know, it just is. I mean, it, and that stuff, a, a lot of, a lot of the times has to do with exposure. Like there's like a theory, you know, and like, like sort of, uh, there's a, uh, I can't remember who the theorist is now though. I think his name was like it was James something, and uh, James Thurber. No, but anyways, he anyways basically saying it was about like it was about like pop culture and Shakespeare and shit like that. Exposure is key to everything. Stories that live on live on because they were exposed to mass culture, and the more that it that the more copies that exist in print in whatever is why that stuff gets passed on. It's why it lives on. So when there's, you know, 15 bajillion copies of The Phantom Menace created on DVD and VHS, that permeates throughout the pop culture on, like, maybe a better film, but that only Iron Giant. You know? Unlike the Iron Giant, right? Yeah, that's kind of boring sometimes, though. I'm going to be honest. No. Shut your mouth. (laughs) I like to play him in uh, uh, multiverses. Oh, thank you, Meg. Meg gave a $10 super chat. Um, anytime Jason needs to make an allegory, so you know Goonies, love you guys. Yeah, it's true. Shuffle, shuffle. It's true. It's because I it's because I've been thinking about about that about that skeleton crew thing, so I keep going there. But it's like uh, I don't know, like the last Starfighter, right? I think it's pretty fucking cool. I think it's pretty good actually, but it wasn't a huge hit, and therefore on the theaters it was empty. Saw it in the theaters, it was empty. I saw it in the drive-in with the Goonies. And and, and 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 you go, well, Rob, maybe it was Absolutely. just an empty, not busy day. No, 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 because this was in the day when people just walked out of one theater and went into the next unchecked, right? And yeah. so we went. My uncle, we saw that. Then we walked into Star Trek Three, that was packed. And then we went into Bachelor Party, and that was fucking people were standing. Jason, it was so packed. Yeah, people were standing in the back, just watching it, standing up. Waiting for the dits. It's not a good movie. Oh, so, but there was that, no one in the last Starfighters. So that's, you know. that, that's why, yeah, that's why people used to watch watch those kinds of movies. Like, no, why else do anybody else watch Porky's? And the shit's boring. It's stupid. But if you are, you know, want to see boobs, there you go. Back in back then, you know, Th- that was back then. Boobs were a feature to movies. A different time, different time. But um, yeah, ten pounds. Did I say dollars? Ten squid. Ten, yeah, Lindelof horns. Lindelof does things in squid. He ten Dianogas. Um, <laughs> Thanks to Shadows of the Empire, can I never want to see another Dianoga ever again? Yeah, but um, yeah. So like, uh, but if says send Kathleen to to the skeleton crew, yeah, that's that's the uh, thing. Is like, she's kind of the executive producer of most of these things, but also at a much higher level. So it's like if if things aren't going smooth, that's when she comes into action, and then that's what the fans hear about, and that's why they think. But there's like when there's five or six producers, those those other five or six producers are the ones that are are doing. I think a lot of the most annoying things. She's but she also has like she's managing multiple productions at the same time, and uh, that's not easy either. If you think about it, like that's that's a lot of work, so, especially if one of them's called the Droid Story. Droid story, yeah, that, that, that's 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 the other question. Is Droid story happening? Uh, the Emperor asked. You reported months ago about Vader being in the Ahsoka series, being portrayed by Tom O'Connell. Do you have any updates on that? Um, I know that they filmed it. They filmed um, Vader. They filmed Hayden um, doing the the other thing I talked about, and uh, yeah. So, but I don't have any. I don't. I don't have like specifics about what the actual like scene is that I can talk about at this time. But they did get they did get them all back together. The whole Vader team, like I said, that that all came that all happened. Uh, Star Wars makes says ten quid for the mum and the kebab after a drink at Spoons. And uh, what is Spoons? there used to be a there used to be a place called Spoons in Cerritos. Cer- oh, Cerritos, it's, yeah, yeah, and it was went, like a Chili's type place. Yeah, I went there after church with my grandparents. That's a 
My my aunt would take me, and I would get the platter of nachos that have beans, and uh, I would drive them nuts for several hours, farting. Like <laughs> she would go, and she she go, please don't order the nachos. And I'm like, I'm ordering the nachos, like, <laughs> like a little asshole. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. spoon. All right, and then oh, we got one more article I want to bring up before we go today. Yeah, um, we're hitting an hour here. We gotta we gotta wrap it up. Bit. We do. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. Listen, this guy acting like he has somewhere to be. Um, Let's go. Let's cut this out. Uh, New Star Wars series from John Favreau and Dave Filoni reportedly in the works. The latest issue of this is from Bestman Bolton. In the latest issue of Production Weekly, a project listed as untitled Star Wars project has appeared, and though the listing has has appeared several times before, with the belief previously being it was a Star Wars movie um, project being developed by either Taika Waititi. Or David Lindelof, it's now supporting a working title, and has listed producers on the project. And the producers, though, are Lindelof. I mean, are uh, Felonia Favreau, which is an easy assumption to make. So, like, I thought this would be a bigger deal if we had like two unique producers, you know, who we didn't know about. the The untitled Star Wars project reportedly has the working title Ghost Track Seventeen. And so, for the record, um, I thought Ghost Truck. From the UK and Ghost Track were the same thing, and they're not, but they're sound the same. Um, so that's that was my mistake. But and but sports, um, both Dave Filoni and John Favreau as the producers of the project. Now, not everything in Production Weekly should be taken as accurate as sometimes they share internet rumors in their listings, which this may well be. Just a couple of days ago, Daniel RPK shared on his Patreon that a new series in the Mandoverse from Filoni and Favreau is in development. And he used the same working title in the post. Often working titles are related to the project itself. For example, Skeleton Crew was codenamed Grammar Rodeo as a reference to The Simpsons, specifically the episode where Bart Simpson and Fran head out on an unsupervised adventure after telling their parents that they were on a field trip to the National Grammar Rodeo. Skeleton Crew itself focuses on a group of kids lost in the galaxy trying to find their way back home. The Ahsoka series was codenamed Stormcrow, a reference to the Gandalf from Lord of the Rings a figure in which Ahsoka Tano has been compared in the past and character Dave Filoni has seemingly been inspired by. So with that in mind, what can we learn from the ghost track 17? Typically a ghost track refers to a song hidden on an album, meaning a song that would have been left off the record's track list and was left as a surprise for the listener. However, the inclusion of the hidden or ghost track has rapidly declined since the rise of iTunes and streaming services. One of the most notable instances of the ghost track and perhaps the first instance of it was the iconic album Abbey Road by the Beatles. Abbey Road publicly sported 16 tracks, but there was a hidden track, Her Majesty. And then that's that's the song where it's like a normal guy and he's just like, you know, he's going to make this queen or princess his. Uh, someday I'm going to make her mine or some shit like that. So I wonder if the working title of this project, Ghost Track 17, is a direct, direct reference to Her Majesty, Abbey Road, or the Beatles in general. And uh, t- to me, it says it's about a knight who's in love with the queen. That's kind of where it seems to get, what it seems to imply. Uh, if in Star Wars lingo, anyways, I'm sure there will be some. Um, there will the, we will see that word ghost in the title and start start screaming that it's a reference to Star Wars Rebels, and that may be the case. But I lean on the side of it being not. Here's the thing: is they never directly like reference something in the show, so it wouldn't be called like the ghost crew as the code name they would call it like paranormal cruise it would be something like that it would be referential but not something from it usually i uh, love to be wrong it'd be kind of fun if it was the ghost group but you know you see what i'm saying so it's it's unlikely so and no jason oh hey feloni how's it going dude we was gonna call it blue chew harvest so we was gonna call it blue chew harvest hmm uh, Rise yes. of Filoni. Know what I'm saying? Yesterday we were talking about how much um, what Willow's ratings have been, and mm. um, he was telling me about Bluey, but yeah. I thought it was Blippy. And remember Blippy, that YouTube like kids show, he shit all over everything. And uh, it was an interesting conversation when I was telling him not the cartoon. Nah, I don't Bluey. watch that. It, that's for kids, Jeez, I don't watch all But you watch Blippy because you shit on everything. No, no, oh. no, 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 no. I watch old Doug cartoons. I like Doug. Oh, okay, Doug. Oh, Doug. I miss Doug. <laughs> he I, likes Doug. So, uh, Quail man. 
and then uh yeah so he mentioned it's related to the former then perhaps it's it's references royalty more specifically a queen anyways let's not get carried away until there's more to back up the story it's also possible that ghost track 17 as a code name for the series that we already knew as as the mandalorian changes its working title for its third season from huckleberry to foundry and as bestman said earlier foundry wasn't really out there we didn't see a lot <clears throat> on foundry so true I wouldn't be surprised if Foundry was still still in use, but it's it's completely possible. I mean, if they, I, I think it would be smart of them to change the name so often that we can't keep up, especially whenever you have so many of these shows in production. It would be probably smart, but but hey, don't change it. Go back to Huckleberry, please. Uh, Luke says, pass through the world between worlds just to go for a dump. Hey, Meg. <laughs> It would be kind of it would be kind of fun though. Like all of a sudden, like you just like stick your booty and like in there and like he's like, yes, yes, turn to the dark side, and then you just kind of take a shit in the scene, ruin Star Wars. It could happen. It could happen. But um Meg says, What was her name? I definitely passed by one crying crying drunk lass who was asking me for a Siggy and a whoa, that sounds like dark. I don't even know what's going on here, but it sounds dark and depressing. But um, anyways, uh, Rick Jones said it's quit Willow after two. I can't see it getting any better. Willow's seventh episode is pretty good, and it, it's totally up to you. If if but after the if after the two you were like out, you haven't been through the worst. So if two doesn't work for you, I just leave it alone until you're in a very Willow mood, and then then maybe watch it all in one day or something. But it gets better. Like five, six, and seven get better, but there's there's just a lot to get past, you know. So you know, just it just depends on. Uh, I just it's like I'm Padme and Willow's Anakin, and just it's gone on a path I can't follow. I will watch the final episode though, and uh, and I hate to root against something, but my personal hope is. Uh, this comes out and then it just stops and it fucks off for a while and then they realize Borman was really good and then they make a Borman spitoff and and uh, with with Borman from Willow and uh, it's set like in the movies universe and not the TV shows universe of putting in rock music from Boomer's generation for kids today. It doesn't make sense. So fucking misguided. I, I the fucking logic just frazzles my brain. But um, anyways. Um, Meg, she doesn't go up north, so that's good because it's colder up north. But uh, all right, well, we we did it, Rob. Um, we we did the uh, news of the day. Hey, and we did it. I don't think I uh, I don't think the COVID uh, is going to kill me. I think I, I think I survived. So I think next week should he be a normal week. <laughs> uh, tomorrow tonight, I'm like, Ugh. can you can you do it right on air? That's I all did, I ask. I I did. My my test today. I did I did I tested today and I tested negative for the first time, but I'm gonna test one more time a little bit later before I go out or anything like that. Just just I want sure. right here for everyone to see Jason. I want your permission that if you do die from COVID, yeah, only yeah. from COVID, anything else doesn't count. But sure. if you do die from COVID, I get to do the show at with you as a ghost. Okay. I get to put all right. Yeah, that's fair. So we'll two the two ghosts. Yeah. Right? Like okay. Yeah. Um Best Ben Bulletin can can voice me if if we need to that be that'd be okay. I think he can do it. I think he knows. <laughs> oh, that it says Jason Ward. <laughs> I'm sure what for last. Whoa, <laughs> so it sounds like he sounds like Billy Idol on <laughs> drunk Billy Idol. Hey, man. That's his jam. I don't know. Yeah, it's all but, that spoons. Um, yeah, but but uh, thank you to everybody for being a channel member and uh, Patreon supporter, supporting the show, and uh, make sure you leave like positive reviews on the podcast um, versions of the show if you have time. That would be great, and uh, all that kind of jazz. And uh, leave comments. Uh, we always read the comments and and answer them. And if they're you know really good, then I'll, I'll bring them up on the show and stuff. So and it's always nice to awesome. to know what people are saying after they've they've seen the show and aren't watching it live anymore uh thank you kg kg before we before we go kg gave a two dollar super chat thanks for the squirts anytime i got one on monday uh almost did one today 
almost did a little little one today, a little squirt today, but uh, I'm a little squirt on Monday. Little tiny one, little little one from Ahsoka. Got to space guys. it out. Got to space yeah. it out. Yeah, you know, start next week with a little bit, a little bit of a thing. And um, and thank you, KG, again for the, and thank you, Meg, for the super chats today. I appreciate it a lot. Thanks, and, uh, Meg. Pop it to start. <laughs> I can't help myself. By the way, my Penny got this this for uh before we go. Penny got this for um Christmas. Yeah. Um, I suck, but yeah, high score of 24, but, um, no, <laughs> it's still, I like Mando talking to you off camera. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that should be a reoccurring bit. <laughs> right. Right. He just talks to you off camera. <laughs> Bye everyone. Have a good weekend. And, uh, I, like I just got over COVID. It really sucks. Uh, it's, it's coming back in a really good way on the West Coast of the United States. So start getting your mask. Order your mask because you're going to need them. Let's just be real. By February, March, we're all going to be masking up again. So make sure you got it before they, before they sell out and all that jazz. All right, everybody. Bye. Say bye, Rob. Bye, Rob. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.